Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, If you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for joining me today. I want to talk about slowing down to take control. And I feel this so deeply. As you know, I've got three kiddos under two. and (laughs) Slowing down can seem like a mighty big challenge at times. And it might be that you can't slow down the cadence of your day. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But we can slow down the cadence of our thoughts and our responses, and that's really what we're talking about today. Before we dive into it, I want to make sure to remind you, if you have not yet signed up for the totally free new training series that I'm doing, go to primalpotential.com forward slash free dash trainings. I'll also link it up in the show description. All you got to do is drop in your name and your email. Uh, We've got our April live training lined up. Again, totally free. In April, we're going into all all things carbs and fat loss because there's just so much misinformation here, so much confusion, so many crappy strategies that are leading people to either not seeing the results that they want or experiencing more hunger and more cravings and struggling to break out of that. So we are going to just get into it. (laughs) I have hundreds of podcasts on these topics, but It's a big undertaking to try to seek out all of those episodes and then piece it together. And we're just going to have one hub for this conversation. Again, totally free, live. I'll be there answering questions. You just have to drop in your name and email address so that I know to send you all of the information to join. Primalpotential.com forward slash free dash trainings, plural. Um, And I'll link it up in the show description. It's also in my Instagram bio. It's in the Primal Potential Facebook group. Can't miss it. Okay, (sighs) let's do this, shall we? Normal. I feel that we need to strive and seek to not be normal, to exceed normal, to get away from normal because Normal is overindulging. Normal is too much television time and social media dependence. It's funny. I uh, did an episode a couple of weeks ago on my experience using a continuous glucose monitor. And this woman messaged me and was like, 
what what ranges are we looking for? And I talked about that in the episode, but what ranges of blood glucose are we looking for? And I gave her the number and she's like, oh gosh, I'm definitely higher than that. But she said, my doctors aren't concerned though. She said, my doctor said, if I'm not continuously averaging over XYZ number, then I don't have anything to worry about. And I was like, well, they are giving you a threshold for disease. And that might be normal. As long as you're not in the disease range, you're good. But that does not have anything to do with optimal. That does not have anything to do with vibrant. That does not have anything to do with thriving. That does not have anything to do with exceptional health. And it clicked for her like, yeah, you know, they're just not concerned unless I'm in this disease range or this pre-disease range. But that's not the goal. I'm not just trying to just stay below the radar of crappy, stay below the radar of sick. No, we want to be healthy and thriving. I want you to think about what you are arguing for in your life. What are you talking yourself into? We're going to get into a lot of examples here. But I think for a lot of folks, I know for a lot of folks, normal is talking yourself out of a workout. Normal are stories like, I'm too tired, I'm too stressed, I'll start tomorrow. And there were decades of my life where those were the normal stories. What are your normal stories? I'll get to it later, this one thing won't hurt. You probably need to upgrade your stories right now. And that's a big part of how we take control of where we're going in our lives. Instead of just being passive and letting the days and the months go by, drifting, status quo, when really status quo is probably a little misleading because we're not just staying steady. If we're not getting better, we're getting worse because that's just how aging and health happen. Right? There's no like net. There's no even. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. What are your normal thoughts, your routine thoughts, your habit thoughts? James Clear says that we are the average of the five stories we tell ourselves most often. You probably heard that. I talked about it on uh, the free training I did last week. That we hear it in terms of you're the five people, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. But What's really powerful is when you get to this level, the James Clear level, that he says you are the average of the five stories you tell yourself most often. So is that story of like, it's good enough, or I'm too tired, or I'm too stressed, or I'll do better tomorrow, this one thing won't hurt, I don't even care, it's not going to make a difference. Once I get through X, Y, Z, you know, after Easter, after this, your life reflects the stories you tell most often. And that's why I started this episode by saying we need to slow down our thoughts to recognize the stories we're telling. If we're just racing through moment to moment, getting by on autopilot, on cruise control, we're not able to say, I bet there's a better story I could tell here. I bet there's a better story I could tell here. I'll give you an example of how this came up for me today. 
when I work out, I often take Roman out with me. We've got this small building on our property that was originally my office and I became a pool house and now it's a gym. And so we call it the office pool house, gym, dog kennel. Uh, and, uh, Roman was standing by the door saying, work out with mama, work out with mama, because he wants to go out there with me. And the story that I had was probably not going to happen today. Because I was with the kids this morning while Chris was getting stuff done. And then I had work to do. And then I've got a webinar tonight. And I've got, you know, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. The story was, work's too busy today. Well, if I tell that story repeatedly, it happens automatically. And I recognized that I'm strengthening that story every single time I tell it. I'm giving it more weight. I'm giving it more of a voice and a, a greater share of vote the more that I tell it. And I think in large part because I wasn't listening to a podcast and the TV wasn't on and I was really using the, the morning of being present with the kids to just be mindful of how I think about things. Like, what is my thought around working out? When, when Roman says, work out with mama, what am I thinking about it? Just doing an inventory, slowing down to be able to do that. It's really hard to do it if you're always, you know, listening to something. If you are always rushing, if you're always multitasking. And so I asked myself, whether I work out or I don't work out, what is the story I want to strengthen here? It's not for the sake, we've talked about this before, it's not for the purpose of getting a workout in. It's for the purpose of thinking in a way that aligns with who and how we want to be. Because that is the first step required to get to the place where we are behaving as the person we want to be, where we're choosing as that person we want to be. So I recognize, you know, I'm thinking probably not today. Uh, if I do work out, it'll be after Roman goes to bed. Is there a thought that I want to practice here? And it was just, it came to me very quickly. I want Roman to see that I prioritize working out. And it has, I want him to see that that is a priority, whether I work a lot on a day or I don't work a lot, whether I have evening trainings or I don't have evening trainings, whether I have client calls or I don't, whether it's a holiday or it's a weekend, or it's a fast day, it's a slow day. I want him to see that. And also, I want to be that person. I've talked before about how when the kids were in the NICU, when the twins were in the NICU, I was in this pattern of being like, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to work out. And I, yes, family I was putting that as the priority, but I was also putting work as a greater priority. And I caught myself in that moment this morning of doing just that. Oh, well, can't work out with mama today because as soon as your dad comes in, I've got to get to work. No, as soon as your dad comes in, we're going to take 15 minutes. I can give 15 minutes. It might not be the 30 minutes that I want it to be. 15 minutes and you're going to go work out with mama. Because we're the average of the five stories we tell ourselves most often. And I need to add more weight to the stories of yes, health, instead of I can't because of work. Right? A lot of times that happens with meal prep. It's five o'clock. We normally eat around five o'clock because Roman has an early bedtime. And the sense of like, oh, I've just been taking care of kids or working or doing all this other stuff. What are we going to do for dinner? This, this story can come up so easily and almost automatically 
like, I don't want to cook tonight. I don't want to cook tonight. Well, if I'm the average of the five stories that I tell myself most often, and I want to change that, what are my options? What is the story that I want to be the dominant story, the story with the most weight, the story with the most repetitions? That's a greater priority. So if it means I stop work 30 minutes earlier, or it means I wake up 30 minutes earlier, I knew that this week was going to be a heavy week, the week that I'm recording this because I, Chris has his first rugby game and he has rugby practice and I had three nights of evening trainings, which is a lot more than what I have had since the twins were born, really since any of my kids were born. I'm, sure, I'm not sure I've ever, I've had three nights of training since Dagny was born. And so I strategically planned meals that I could start in the morning and would be very, very easy. Because I know that's going to get a lot of questions from people. One of one night was pork shoulder. And I took pork shoulder and I threw it in the slow cooker with some broth and some onions and some garlic. And for me, it was cauliflower rice with pulled pork. And for Roman and Chris, it was rice, microwave rice, <laughs> with pork shoulder and some, some salsa. And we all had some avocado. So I set myself up because I knew that this story I used to have of like, I don't have time this week, it's just going to be like leftovers, or it's going to be ordering out. No, I want to be strategic and intentional. And in order for that to be one of my most dominant stories, that comes first, preparing a healthy meal for my family comes before work. It comes before social media, it comes before catching up on Facebook or any show or, you know, the news or anything like that. We are the average of the five stories we tell ourselves most often. Do you know what those are? Do you know what stories you tell yourself most often? And if you don't, this is your invitation to slow down enough to pay attention to what you're thinking, to kind of step outside yourself and reflect on how am I thinking about this? How am I thinking about this? When it's time to work out, how do I think about that? How do I decide? What are the stories that I tell myself to make this decision? When it's meal time or you're starting to get hungry, what are the normal thoughts that go through your mind? It's okay if you don't know those stories that you tell yourself most often, but this is your invitation to slow down and start to think about it. This is one of the reasons that I find journaling such a valuable and important exercise because so many of us don't know our most common, our most patterned thoughts. And journaling forces us to slow down and tune in with that observational nature that we all have. We just might be out of practice with it. Now, once you've identified your most common stories, and it could just be, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, or I'm busy. They don't have to be these big complex stories, but they impact everything, right? The decision about working out is impacted if your most common story is, I'm tired or I'm busy. The intensity of your workout is impacted by that story of, I'm tired or I'm busy, the way that you care for your family, the way that you care for yourself, it's impacted. Your energy is impacted. Your outlook on life is impacted by those stories. So the first step is, what are the most common stories that I have? You know, one of mine that I'm working to shift is, this is a lot. <laughs> when, I, when I stepped back in preparation for this episode to ask myself, 
what are the most common stories that I tell myself in a day? One of them is, this is a lot. And it's not, this is a lot as in like, oh, this is amazing. This is so abundant. It's in the sense of like, oh dear, I'm overwhelmed, right? And I'm not using that word overwhelmed, but I'm looking at what needs to shift about that story so that it serves me and who and how I want to be? What needs to shift? Like there's so much life and energy here. There's so much vitality here. This house is so full. I remember when we did the um, pregnancy announcement when I was pregnant with the twins, it was Roman. No, it wasn't. Was it Roman? Yeah, Roman was holding a sign that said, I want a house with a crowded table. Well, we have crowd now. <laughs> and the story that I tell myself about it really influences how I respond to micro moments in my day. If I'm telling myself like, this is a lot, this is a lot, this is a lot. Then when somebody starts crying or somebody wakes up from their nap early, I'm like, oh, Jesus, come on. <laughs> come on. I needed a break. But if the story becomes... There's so much life and energy here. There's so much love here. There's so many blessings here. Then how I respond to that moment when somebody wakes up from their nap early or somebody starts crying is very different. The energy that I bring is very different. Step one is notice the stories you're telling and you've got to slow down. Don't dismiss this because you can't slow down. Your kids are in 14 activities or your work is really... I'm not talking about taking things off your plate in terms of to-dos. I'm talking about slowing down your own thoughts. And you can do that no matter how full your calendar is. The second step is, because we want to upgrade these stories, you need to have clarity and specificity around who and how you want to be. Who and how you want to be. I'm going to do an episode on this at a later time, but, but I want to touch on it here. I was thinking about Easter. And I was thinking about Easter specifically as it relates to food, <laughs> which is not very surprising. Uh, in my family, holidays are, are very much about food, among other things. And I have been on such a roll with no sugar and just very, very disciplined in my eating for, say, like the last three or four weeks. And so I was thinking about Easter because last year I did this big, huge spread for brunch and there was, you know, biscuits and gravy and charcuterie boards and donuts and cinnamon rolls and literally everything, the whole entire spectrum. And so I was wondering, like, am I going to do that again? And then am I going to go through Easter and, and maintain no sugar or am I going to indulge? The way that I was able to make that decision was because I had clarity, clarity with specificity around who and how I want to be. I used to be someone who every party, every holiday, every occasion was licensed to indulge and overindulge. And those things happened pretty frequently. Not only did they happen frequently, but then it was like, oh, well, we have leftovers. We'll eat the leftovers. Then we'll get back on track. And so what was a day turned into a week of not taking care of myself. And I don't want to be that way. And I want to be somebody who can pick, now this one thing is really worth it. And I'm going to have this one thing, but that doesn't mean that I need to have 17 other things because I had this one thing. It doesn't mean I need to throw out all of my standards and all of my priorities because it's Easter. These decisions get so much more clear whether we're talking about the decision to work out or not, the decision to uh, 
eat a certain way on a holiday or on a Tuesday night when you've had a long day of work. The decisions become easier when you have a lot of clarity and specificity around who and how you want to be. And you can bring this thought process, you can bring this inquiry anytime you're trying to make a decision. So when Roman says, work out with mama, and I'm like, oh, shoot, it's going to be really hard to get a workout in today. Well, how do I want to be? What kind of person do I want to be with regards to time management and busy days and working out? Do I want to be the kind of person who says, because there's a lot going on work-wise today, I can't work out? Or do I want to be the kind of person who says, got to be really efficient today because before I dive into all this work, I'm getting a workout in. It's more important on the days that are really full because I need to be at my best. I want to be at my best. I need a higher level of focus. I want a higher level of energy. Knowing that that's the kind of person I want to be and not the kind of person that excuses workouts based on what's on my to-do list, that made that decision really clear. When I'm trying to decide, okay, Easter's coming. Do I want to be like on this still no sugar kind of thing or do I want to just take the day off or something in between? I can make that decision by saying, okay, who and how do I want to be? Like when it comes to holidays, how do I want to show up? What, what reflects the version of me that I want to be? If I could be any type of person in the world, and I can, how do I want to navigate holidays? Do I just want it to be a total free-for-all? Do I want to be the same way I am on a Tuesday during the week, not a holiday? Or is there something in between? And that requires that we slow down in our thinking instead of just rushing, rushing, rushing and being reactive and flying by the seat of our pants. And before we know it, Easter's over. We've eaten everything. We've had four days of eating everything and justifying eating everything. And we didn't even think about it. Slow down. When you don't slow down, you don't realize you're arguing for inconsistency. You're making a case to let yourself off the hook. You don't even know that you're doing it. You don't even know that it's happening. You don't even recognize that you're telling a story, but you are telling a story. You are always telling a story about your work, about your spouse, about your kids, about your choices, about your fitness, about tomorrow. All of the thoughts you have that lead to the decisions and the choices that you make are stories. And you are the average of the five stories you tell yourself most often. If you don't know what those five stories are, you're not in control of where you're going with your life. If you don't have a standard of who and how you want to be that helps you make decisions, you're just trying to figure it out anew every single day and you've kind of just outsourced it to randomness, right? You're not in control. You're not in the driver's seat. Start to notice your thoughts. I practice this, especially if I'm feeling tense or overwhelmed. How am I thinking about this? Because how I'm thinking about this influences how I'm feeling about this. And how I'm thinking about this is not the only option. I have to do this um, level of 
back end in my business that is more than I typically do. So, you know, you know, I've launched this free training series and in order to do that and get people on the wait list and send out links and then figure out, okay, are replays available and how do people get replays and where do they live and what is the process? I don't like that stuff, but I'm at a point in my business where I don't have a person on my team that handles those things. And when I'm trying to figure it out, I notice how I'm feeling about it. And if I'm feeling tense or frustrated or overwhelmed, I'll ask myself, okay, what am I telling myself about this process? Is it that it's hard? Is it that I don't know how to make it work? Is it that I don't have time for it? Those stories are going to reflect how I approach it and how I feel. They're not the only stories. So if I were the businesswoman that I want to be, if I were the human that I want to be, how would I think about this? Because knowing that brings a different level of energy and creativity and resourcefulness and open-mindedness and even potentially enthusiasm about it. Notice if you are feeling short-tempered. What are my thoughts right now driving this feeling? How am I thinking about this? How do I want to think about this? I'm the kind of person who thinks about it in this way. For me as a mom, I do not want to be the kind of mom who gets aggravated when there's like a temper tantrum. You know, Roman's going to be two and he absolutely is in that phase of often not knowing how to express what he wants and that can come across as some sort of temper tantrum. I do not want to be the kind of woman that that triggers me, gets me irritated and agitated. I want to be a problem solver and I want to be a calm influence that helps him communicate what he wants and needs and then helps him get what he wants and needs or a reasonable solution. But if I'm not aware of the fact that my tensions are rising because he's screaming or he's flailing on the floor or whatever, then I'm just, I'm on autopilot and you never drift someplace good. You know, you never end up someplace amazing when you're drifting. That kind of thing requires intentionality. So when I start to feel my tensions rising, how am I thinking about what Roman is doing right now? Is my thought like, come on, kid, get it together. And if so, that absolutely influences how I behave. But when I ask myself, all right, I get to choose how I respond to this. If I were the ideal version of me, how would I respond to Roman screaming and crying and, you know, throwing a car? Slow down. Pay attention to your thoughts. If you don't know your most common thoughts, Start there. And then once you do, in order to upgrade your thoughts and your stories, start to get in the habit of asking yourself, the version of me that I want to be, how does that version show up in these moments? But in order to do any of this, you got to slow down. Slow down and pay attention. Slow down and pay attention. Slow down and pay attention. I'll talk to you soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.